Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. (laughs) FBI Radio. It is that time on Monday mornings where film lords with an E before the S come in and tell me all about the movies I should be seeing and shouldn't be seeing and what's happening in the world of cinema. Welcome to Jack and Andre. Thank you for having us. Good morning. Good morning, FBI. I asked the listeners to start sending in some quirky film ideas for you to to pull film reviews out of your asses for. I think we (laughs) might get into that in a little bit, but let's start with some movie news. What's been happening? What's been happening? Okay. Firstly, hello everyone. It's great to be back. Monday morning, beautiful time to be reviewing films. Music meets movies. Troy Savan, everybody's favourite queer <laughs> baby, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet, Chalamet lookalike, Call Me By Your Name Twink, is in an upcoming Aussie film directed by Joel Edgerton alongside Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe called Boy Erased. It's about conversion therapy. I haven't really, there's not much of a synopsis out there, but I'm guessing that it's about a character who has to go to a conversion camp to erase the gay. But the best news of all is that Nicole Kidman loves Troy Sivan and is a huge fan and thinks he's a terrific actor. And I'm just waiting for American Horror Story season 15 with Timothy Chalamet and um, Troy Sivan in Gay Hostel. But with with a music career, there's got to be some sort of music element to that. And it's set in the 70s. Set in the 70s, love it. Um, Shout out to Australian talent Geraldine Viswanathan for Blockers. She was on, like, the improv scene around Sydney. She's got lots of friends, mutual friends. I've never met her, but I'm upset that I haven't yet. Blockers is a feature film with John Cena, Ike Barinholtz, and John Apatow wife, but also legend Leslie Mann, which just premiered at South by Southwest in America. Rave reviews, huge movie. John Cena is the next best actor winner and to have a Sydney person just uh, killing it in the States uh, and also on the Newtown scene is Jack and I's dream let's be honest oh my god it's amazing it looks like the best teen comedy since the bling the bling ring the bling ring the bling ring the bling ring (laughs) Madonna is set to direct another biopic because I think that she already had one in 2008 called WE we'll get to that later about uh, Michaela de Prince who is a Sierra Leonean war orphan but she is well known for being a soloist in the Dutch National Ballet and for starring in Beyond says Lemonade. So if you're a fan of Madonna and her films, which no one is, let me just say, she gets <laughs> harsh reviews for her directing uh, outputs, but she's got an upcoming biopic coming out. For anyone that like did any kind of media studies in uni, you would have been forced to have seen um, Le Bout de Soufflé or Breathless, and Kristen Stewart's going to play the icon of the new wave, mm. the American icon, Gene Seberg. Let's break that down. Breathless is one of the most famous films ever made, and the lead star in it, uh, whose name is Gene Seberg, is going to be replayed by Kristen Stewart in the new film about yeah. her. People are really, like, reclaiming Jean-Luc Godard. I feel like Agnes Varda was the latest, latest person to shit all over his, like, fresh grave, even though he's not dead. <laughs> um, and in other amazing acting news, Shia LaBeouf, uh, who is actually well-known for Even Stevens' Thank You Disney Channel, is playing his own dad in a biopic about Shia LaBeouf. And he's writing it as well. He wrote it with a pen name. <laughs> is that what they call it when you have like a disguise name with an alias name? Yeah. Which is in gibberish, but it translates to wealthy, wealthy turd. And it's by the director who did the music video with Sigaros, where Shia LaBeouf is beautiful and naked. Mm. So if you want to catch up on Shia LaBeouf, for videography, just tap in Sigur Ross 
Shia LaBeouf naked. But you told me why he's doing this. Can you tell me? Because I thought it was a really funny story. I've already forgotten. Well, it was just oh, about yeah. how like, oh, no, yeah. one would, no one would like fund a film with Shia LaBeouf in it. Yeah. Spike Lee had been trying to get this film off the ground and no one would fund it with his name in it. So he was like, mm. okay, I'll just make a film about myself. Spike Lee was going to film finance and saying, I have a film for you. It's going to be great. And they were saying, yes, let's green light. And then he'd say, Shia LaBeouf. And they'd say, nah, uh, uh, honey. And they'd shut it down. So he obviously has a hot head against him. Obviously, we don't do moments of silence um, because we just have to fill every single breath and uh, like a quiet moment. Breathless. But if we were to have a moment of silence, this week would obviously go towards Stephen Hawking, who was a total film lord. He appeared in many different film and television shows. He was in A Brief History of Time, which was based on the book that he wrote that sort of popularised you know, quantum physics and really changed the way that we look at space and not the ocean. Um, Star Trek The Next Generation, a Hawking, a film about himself, but obviously most importantly, The Simpsons, Futurama, Superhero movie and like represented in a theory of everything the main thing though that he says and I felt really bil- guilty about it because the moment he died I posted that scene of him in the Simpsons kind of saying like screw you all he's like I really hope I'm not remembered for the Simpsons oh, <laughs> I really not? hope I'm I know. And Stephen Hawking also famously said, when in doubt, look at the stars. And I feel like he was referring to the Hollywood stars because, let's all be honest, they're the real gods. (laughs) Just kidding. We're film lords. We can't say that. (laughs) Well, that's movie news. We're going to get into two reviews really, really soon. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a track from The Ruminators before we do. For movies, 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 this is Boys Off Work. We'll be back right after this. The Ruminators with Boys Off Work. We are in the thick of movies, movies, movies here on Monday mornings. And I've asked you to text in reviews for uh, films for the Film Lords to review on to 0409 945 945. A few that are coming in. Uh, Memories of a Murderer, Only Yesterday, Bondi Tsunami, Requiem for a Dream, The Second Matrix Film, and Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. All classics. So we've got some real film lords listening in today. Thank People you so much for those texts. always want us to talk about The Matrix. As you know, this is because we have uh, two tickets for Golden Age Cinema for a screening of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which I'll be reviewing in a hot sec. If you want to go to see this film, just text in a film for Jack and I to review and you could win a double pass to this movie this Wednesday at Golden Age Cinema. It's so much fun. And, and you're going to review it right now. We'll review it for you as well. Let's get into two reviews. Sweet. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is coming up. Should we play the sting? Let's do the sting. Okay, of course. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry, I want that sting. (laughs) Two reviews. One review. (laughs) And then then another review. Two reviews. really sets the tone. It just gets me in the mood. (laughs) Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, y'all. Okay, so first up, this is a wild 1970s psychedelic, I want to say comedy art stoner film, but it's about an all-girl rock band that moves to LA and that's it. Literally, that's it. They're just a rock band that moves to LA and the film is just about their escapades and it's genius. It's about nothing more than just, you know, these ladies having fun. It's kind of like Death Proof, the Quentin Tarantino movie, but with less Rose McGowan getting blown up in a car. Text in, if you don't get that reference, we'll explain it on there. The band that they're in is called The Carry Nations, which is a totally hilarious, you know, performative, creative, costumey band. They encounter love, rock and roll, sex, wild parties, mystical freaks, eccentrics, lava lamps, all the stuff that you only get in the 1970s. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is directed by the Russ Meyer. I mean... 
hello, Russ Meyer. I'm just kidding. I actually had no idea who he was until I saw this film. But it's apparently a sequel to Valley of the Dolls, which I haven't seen, but I'm dying to dig into right now. No, it's like specifically not a sequel. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, they have this whole like epic like prologue at the start that's like, it's not a sequel, we just like the name. I skimmed the prologue, my apologies. But what I do know for sure, though, <laughs> is that this film is written by Roger Ebert. And in our special critics episode today, we need to pay respects to Roger Ebert, the greatest film oh. critic of all time. He is the, the, the most important film critic ever. He won the Pulitzer Prize for film reviewing. Back to the film. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls has some serious Saturday Night Live vibes permeating the entire thing. It's zany, turbulent editing, cartoonish narrative makes it funny, especially when the band released their first sequ- with their first single, which is called Look On Up at the Bottom, which is just Kristen Wiig hilarious in my opinion. Uh, but the film is also really beautiful and zany in a Lana Del Rey video clip kind of way, but think more Kenneth Anger who's this, you know, eccentric 1970s queer underground filmmaker. Text in again if you want to find out more about Kenneth Anger. Jack and I are sexperts. Let me just say that I love this film so much, it really made me want to just, you know, make a huge bowl of carbonara to just watch with it. And I just can't think of anything better than a film that has a porn actress turning down a guy by saying, you'll never get into one of my films unless maybe as a hairdresser. It's screening this week. Text in 0409945945 to get tickets. Jack, I watched this with subtitles on, and every time they had a party scene, the subtitles would read, Party goes clamouring. Discuss! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it with subtitles on. I can't discuss the clamouring of the party. To, you need to watch with subtitles. I'm so going to watch it again. I can watch this to. forever. This is like the new like Donnie Darko of your 20s. It really is. You really can return to this anytime. This is the thing that you want on in the background of any party. I was actually listen- I was listening to a podcast about Peaches, the band, the other day, and she she was like, when I first started singing songs, I just imagined myself as the band from Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. So if you love Peaches and just hate straight culture, you'll love Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Am I right, Jack? Yeah, it's all about straight culture and you'll love it. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, in a word, Andre. In a word, uh, ecstatic. It makes me want to sing. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. In a word, uh, Carrie Nations. Carrie Nations. <laughs> um... Okay, I'm going to race on to the next one because we have a lot to say about it and it's controversial in between Mm. us and it really is what the point of the show is today. I'm talking about Annihilation. I'm talking about the film that came out this week on Netflix exclusively in Australia. Um, I'm just going to say right off that I watched this film the right way, which was on a rainy night, sound up with my girlfriends. Unfortunately, it won't be released in cinemas because after last year's Aronofsky art flop, Mother! exclamation mark, Paramount decided not to take any more risks. So you know from the de- from the get-go that this film is a risk, which for me, I guess, it gives me some enthusiasm to look past some of the clunkier things that happen. The film is like an eco-feminine, futuristic nightmare, Basically, a comet has hit Earth, and by ludicrous coincidence, Natalie Portman is both the biologist and ex-soldier and the wife of the guy who was sent in earlier to investigate this strange phenomena that surrounds the comet Ground Zero called the Shimmer, which is this huge, oil-slick, rainbow dome shield. No one who's gone in returns, and so a group of women led by a clinically depressed Jennifer Jason Lee decide to tackle it. What happens next is like hallucinatory predator meets under the skin meets the village. Cells are changing and multiplying like cancers, meaning that species rub off on each other and begin blending. There's these huge crocodiles, crystalline trees, skeleton bears that scream with human screams, beautiful flowers everywhere. It's like a violent deep south boat ride through Uncanny Valley. It's a weird and dark view of getting back to nature and it definitely had me. 
I wasn't a huge fan of Ex Machina. I definitely fell asleep in it. But I love films about aliens, films with really eccentric and unforgiving final acts, and films that engage with conversations of the day. And this film is really drawing on some ideas that are super post-Bjork cutting edge. The Shimmer looks like this projected future, something that we can't understand that's all around us and evolving faster than we can keep up with. And I felt like, Andre, it offered me like a sort of way to deal with the horror of that, like this big humankind ego death. The music is weird and jarringly guitar in places. I thought there was like too many hetero post-war pining marriage flashbacks for me, but there's so much intrigue running through the film that I can forgive it because I was so happy for it to exist, especially the doof psychedelic Windows Media Play visualization, visualization like fourth dimension stuff. Mm. What did you think? I know you think this film is lame and it's hard not to write this review defensively. Please tear it to the ground. Here it comes, Jack. <laughs> Let the tearing begin. Jack... I have never walked out of a film before, and I couldn't walk out of Annihilation because it's on freaking Netflix, which is really annoying because it's a beautiful action blockbuster that obviously got slaughtered by producers and was told, you can't have this edit, you can't do that, and it's just been chopped and chipped down to Netflix standard, which is very low. I really could not stand this film. I closed my laptop. But, you know, I will say this, though. I do think that the visualisations that are reminiscent of Windows Media Player were beautiful. I just found this film to be so orchestrated and so, you know, obviously made. I didn't think it had soul in it, which is what I really want from a sci-fi movie. Like, when you watch Under the Skin, shout out to the best sci-fi movie, not on Netflix. I just feel like those movies really hit the science fiction, like, heartstrings that you want. And, I mean, just... All I want to say, though, is, in two words, Cloud Atlas. If you want to watch a really good sci-fi movie on Netflix, just type in Cloud Atlas. That's where it's actually at, not this Annihilation BS. Sorry, Natalie Portman. Jack, Jack on to you. Annihilation in a word. Oh my god, annihilation in a word. Just uh, like a phantasmagoric. That's a great word, actually. That's making my review feel a little bit less cynical. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a word for annihilation? <sighs> Pass. <laughs> We're going to take a listen now to The Lonely Island. Natalie's wrapped. Do we want the clean or dirty version? Oh, it's funny. Andre wants the clean because of the bleeps. Let's go with the bleeps. Let's go with the bleeps. The bleeps are funnier. So right. let's go with the dirty version. No, the, bleep, no, the clean no, version. The clean, clean, version. Clean, clean, And when we come back, more movie reviews, speed style from all the texts we've been text getting. Text in the name of a review. Oh, so or a film. Cloud Atlas. Text in Cloud Atlas. Please, text in Cloud Atlas. We're here today with film star Natalie Portman. Now, Natalie, the last time you were here, I heard things got a little out of control. Yeah, well, I was going through a really weird time then, but I've matured a lot. Why don't you fill us in on what it's like to be you? Okay, you bitch. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Good burrito. Tide pods only fucking thing I snack on. Blackout and go motherfucking black swan. My ring gone off that fucking ayahuasca boy. Tell your Taurus parents I'ma turn you to a foster boy. Wow, I gotta say, it seems like you're almost exactly the same, but with current references. Untrue. I'm a mother now. It's really changed my perspective. And do you find it difficult juggling kids in a career? You can juggle these nuts. What? I don't dance now, I make mommy rules. When I gave birth, I didn't even push. I was blazed out, smoking bomb kush. And when my water broke, you know what you're on the doctor. They say I'm sex positive. Hell yeah, I'm positive. That you're going down while I'm bumping my prerogative. Tell me why. Ha, ha, I guess I'm so 
showing my age Now bend over and spread him Cause you about to get some Damn Fascinating stuff Now I have to ask Natalie Have you seen the new Star Wars movies? No Oh well they're really good They're much better than Better than what? Shit Say something about the motherfucking prequels, bitch. They were good. Say something fucking nice about George Arbenz. He's tall. Now kiss him right on his 17 dicks. What? While I sit dead on your face and take a shit. shit, 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 shit. Oh, Natalie. Yeah? Please come meet your baby. He cries himself to sleep every night. That little shit ain't mine. Carl. Okay, well, that's all the time we have. Natalie, one last question. Do you think those Time's Up pins have had the impact that you were hoping for? Ah! How's that for impact? Well, actually... Oh, no! No more questions. <laughs> Natalie's Wrap 2.0 featuring Natalie Portman by The Lonely Island. <laughs> we are in the last section of Movies, Movies, Movies today here on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. And before we get into the speed film reviews that people have been sending in for oh a chance God, to so go see <clears throat> Beyond <clears throat> the Valley of the Dolls at the Golden Age Cinema on Wednesday, March 21st, free of charge, mm. double pass, we're going to do a little bit of Sydney Spotlight. Jack and Sydney Andre. Spotlight. What's going on around the tracks? <laughs> Firstly, thank you to all the film worlds that texted in. You will be excited to know that this week in Sydney there is a lot happening. Firstly, we've got screenings of Kangaroo. We reviewed this last week, a controversial documentary, and screenings of a new documentary that we're going to review next week, Have You Seen The Listers? Both screening at Dendi tonight, if you're interested. And tune in next week as well, because I'm going to be interviewing Anthony Lister this afternoon, and we'll be playing that on the next week's show. Yep, super exciting. Anthony Lister's going to make an appearance at the screening tonight at Dendi Newtown, so get onto the Dendi Newtown website. We've also got a free screening of Wizard of Oz at the MCA this Wednesday at 6pm, $0, as it should be. That's and amazing. Also- um, if you haven't, like, if you've seen Wizard of Oz too many times, just go online and watch Peach's music video for Billionaire. Mm, that's it's true. the best Wizard of Oz take I've ever seen. Basically the same thing. And also, really quickly, if you love the band Metric, as I do, sad Canadian, Metric Dream So Real is screening this Saturday <laughs> at Golden Age Cinema. It's a documentary about their most successful tour. It's all about Metric. If you're a sad, sad Metric lover, then head on down to Golden Age this Saturday. But... Now we're on to the Spitfire film oh review God, section. Take Bridie, Bridie. Take yes. So, because uh, people want to get along to Beyond the Valley of the Dolls at the Golden Age Cinema Bar, they have been texting in their choices of films for you to review. Now, we should just mention that this is a special screening of the movie Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Mm. It's going to be uh, hosted by Dr. Wilfred Brandt. Who's That's right. That? He's a he's a film writer, film lord, f- based in Sydney. I believe that he's also a doctor. Yeah. He's written for a lot of publications, uh, most significantly Vice. Uh, he just talks about movies and uh, breaks down that kind of culture. And interviews like celebrities. But his book is called Thank You For Asking Me That Question. And, and it compiles uh, interviews with so many amazing yeah. filmmakers like Harmony Korine, our personal favourite, and Miranda July. And he's launching his book... All this week, it seems, that he's just been frantically shoving it down everyone's throat. And it's also happening at Golden Age Cinema on Wednesday. And that's why he's screening his favourite film to sort of, you know, get the hype going. 
So that's this Wednesday night. We have a double pass to give away. Mm-hmm. One lucky listener is going to be going along with a friend for free to Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Let's start with these speed reviews. Yes. Cloud Atlas. <gasps> oh, bring on. Okay. So, to quote Brian Tanner, in a word, amazing. Cloud Atlas is the most <laughs> phenomenal science fiction film that is available readily at your fingertips on a computer on Netflix. It is so multi-narrative, it blows people's minds. People couldn't even comprehend it, and that's the reason why I got torn to shreds by critics, except for Roger Ebert, who also wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. He loved Cloud Atlas. It's just so far ahead of its time. It just talks about bodies as just like a... Just like a containers for souls and mm. so people thought that it was like a whitewash not whitewashed uh, mm. got confused about like uh, the transgender narrative in, inside of it Maybe, it's just like uh, all of these souls that cross different peoples and different uh, lives and geography over the like centuries made by the wonderful Wachowski siblings uh, who also made The Matrix uh, and uh, Jupiter Ascending so we're talking about The Matrix uh, we're talking about The Matrix today you got to talk about Cloud Atlas uh, it has literally an ensemble <laughs> cast of every single Oscar winner ever I could go on all day so I've got to stop the second Matrix movie go oh Chemical Brothers amazing right and there. also a great behind the scenes beautiful theme of green running through the whole film next one Braddy Boss Baby having oh. seen it Alec Baldwin tear him down what's happening with my best right friend now? hates her like hates Boss Baby so much also I'm kind of over Alec Baldwin's Trump impression unless you want to you, unless you watch 30 Rock, in which case uh, you're really jamming on my level. Next one. Requiem for a Dream. Too difficult to watch. I am personally affected by watching films about intense drug dealers and it really scares me Yeah, it feels lot. like Jerry Springer. It's like, give me the strangers too. And also Jared Leto, shut it down. Next one. Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Oh, okay. Haven't seen it. Love Russ Myers, obviously, because of BVD, but really love that Britney v- Murphy and Paul Oakenford song, Faster Pussycat Kill. Any oh my excuse God. to talk about Britney Murphy. We love her. I know. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Next one. My Life is a Dog. Never heard of it. Never Don't heard of it, dogs. but it makes me think of that one with Frankie Muniz in it, like the My Dog Skip. Funny little story about Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz has memory loss and cannot <gasps> remember a single episode of Malcolm in the Middle screening or filming. That's he so has sad. has such intense brain damage. Oh my god. Do we and have is any- it Munz or Muniz? Who knows? Do we have any more? Last one. <gasps> Medium Cool. Ooh. I mean, oh, uh, that's that film with John Travolta, is it? Whoa. You know what? If, <laughs> if I... If, if, this, if this guess is correct, if... Patricia Arquette is in Medium Cool That's because right. she started in Medium in her career. I'll go watch Medium Cool, but I have not seen it. But you know what? Based on these film lore texts right here, I'm inspired. Who should win the double pass to Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, in your opinion? We might figure it out over a song, but just the, your first sort of initial reaction. Who I mean, should win? my body and my heart and my gut is just telling me Cloud Atlas, but I know that Jack will disagree with me. <laughs> no, I think we should just do it, but we also said it, so I feel like it's cheating and easy. You're right, and a part you're of right. me just wants to give it to Boss Baby. For the most... Because there was two, but there was two Boss Baby texts. Yeah. How do we go? Oh, how do so we go? Let's third... talk about it over a break. <laughs> over the break. Or should we just decide now that we're going to go for Matrix, Matrix 2? Reloaded. Matrix, Reloaded. Matrix 2 wins Matrix it. Matrix 2. Whoever is out there loving Matrix 2, please go enjoy this film at Golden Age Cinema. It's a wild romp, sexy 1970s comedy about rockers. Matrix 2 text in if you're still listening and still want the prize we'll give you a call and organise that thank you so much to my film lords Jack and oh, Andre no, for movies, Angel, movies. we thank love you this. thank you to all the film lords out there alright we'll catch you next week for the Lister interview sounds good, can't wait. This is Peña, search it out on mornings This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.